Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 195, recorded live on Sunday, March 6th, 2011, and here are your hosts, the man who doesn't have a TV in his apartment, Dave Play. Yes. And the man who has a TV in his apartment with four remotes, Andy Lowe, hi. One for the set, one for the sound, one for the TiVo, and one for the cable. Well... Um, the TiVo remote can handle the TV, and we leave the cable. The TiVo can also handle the cable box. Okay. But we have um, four <coughs> TiVo remotes now. You have four TiVo remotes? Yes, four. Oh, because you ordered all the extra TiVos and scrapped them together? Yes. Okay. Did you fix your TiVo? Yes. Does it work? Yes. Have you completely voided your warranty? Um, the warranty was long gone. Okay. It's, it's a series two with lifetime service, so the warranty is the warranty was done years ago. I see. Are you going to be upgrading your hard drive in it um, now that you know you can open it up and work on it without destroying it? Yes, but I'm going to have to get a couple more things first because it's an IDE drive. Oh, God. Yeah. Good luck. So I'm going to have to find which SATA to IDE converters work with it. There are some that work, some that don't work. Mm-hmm. And find out some of the newer drives actually don't work with the old system because the, some of the newer drives have like this green technology, which will basically power them down when they're not really in use. It's it's so conf- it's ugh, it's confusing. But Sheldon is now working again. I'm glad I actually got two of them. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> because one of the hard drives. Um, the back half of the hard drive is completely corrupted. Like it is, it's toast, which you wouldn't realize because the TiVo stuff, and unless you fill up the hard drive completely, then it will start to get corrupted. But if you just fill it up a little bit, it'll be fine. But as soon as you use the entire hard drive, it'd be toast. Like I ran it through the, uh, I ran it through Spinrite once and I already tripped uh, a couple of the smart codes. Mm. So I'm glad I didn't get just one because it would, the guy says, oh, the TiVo's working fine. But then... It wouldn't. All right. It'd work for a bit, and then as soon as you got too much space, then it would stop working, and then you'd have to go and get another one. But I am quite pleased at how quickly I got them apart and ran them through the hard drive tests and then got it in the, there and got it working. So TiVo's back, and now we have four remotes for an apartment that's 700-some-odd square feet. <laughs> <coughs> so you'll, you'll never be more than, like, 40 feet away from a remote. No, no, that's square feet, so... Oh, God, you'll never be more than, like, five feet from a remote if you position them properly. Yeah, we're going to have one by the computers, two of them on the couch, one for each side, because I'm on one side of the couch, Kate's on the other side. I'm just remembering the commercials for the dueling remote controls. (laughs) That has happened before. Mm -hmm. I expect it will happen again. The only problem is there's... It's kind of funny. If you look at the TiVo remote, there's a button on the TiVo remote that doesn't actually do anything. Okay. What does it say it does? Well, it's like this window option, which was said to be used for, uh, was put there for future use or future for upgrades and stuff like that, but they've never actually used that button. So one of the remotes we have isn't actually a TiVo remote. It's a direct TV, Devo, DVR remote. And they replace that button with a button that goes straight to your recorded shows list. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I wish all the remotes had that, but they don't. That makes me sad. Right. So yeah, four I'm, remotes. I'm sorry. It makes you sad, Andy. Yes. Four remotes is, is a little overkill. I think it's perfect. <clears throat> Granted, you don't have a TV, so right. you, don't, you don't need any remotes. No. I did find out, by the way, I, I was mistaken last week when I said that you should find a 
uh, competition near you for the first thing, the, the robotics thing? Do you know where the closest competition to you was yesterday and on Friday? Um, I told you it was up in Traverse City. Actually, I think Flint would have still been closer. I'm not sure. Let us have Google Maps figure this out. Directions. Come on, load Google Maps. While that's loading, get the other one going. Kettering University, 138 miles. That's going to be significantly closer than Traverse. Traverse City, Michigan, 197 miles. So you're right, Flint would have been closer. (laughs) So you could have driven all the way over to where I was. Yes. Yeah. That said, it was pretty cool. Well, the one in Grand Rapids is going to be next week. And Mm -hmm. then there's one down in Niles the week after, both of which are not too far away from me. Both of which, they're about an hour drive. So I could go see two of them if I wanted to. It would be pretty cool. What are your uh, thoughts on the whole thing? It it was nuts watching these teams and looking at some of these teams and how these te- I mean, there there was one team there it's team number 33 killer bees they had more people in the media section than i have on my team i mean it's it's a group that generally uh wins and goes to at the very least nationals if not world <laughs> where are they based out of killer bees i don't know uh killer bees KillerBees33.com, Notre Dame High School, Auburn yeah. Hills, Michigan. They have partnered with Chrysler. Yeah, well, they're partnered with a lot of people mm. about our team. <clears throat> Boy. You still have that yeah. cough? Jeez. I still have that cough, yep. <laughs> they are insane. I mean, they really, really are absolutely nuts. Then there was the... Do they ever oh. Do they ever figure out the scoring thing with the multipliers? Um, I think... <laughs> Oh no! You you didn't keep up on that, Dave. I was a little busy. Hmm. So, is are your guys going to be competing this year or no? Are, well, we we are definitely competing. We don't have a choice in that. I mean, we're yeah, we're competing. Well, if you are not at Kettering, when's your guys' is? Uh... We have uh, this coming weekend, and that's going to be at Waterford. And then two weeks from that, we're at Skyline. I see. Where the hell is Skyline? Ann Arbor. Oh, it's the new high school. That's the name of the new high school. Yeah, Skyline High School. Mm. Oh, whatever. For what it's worth, by the way, these teams like the the Killer Bees and Torque, which is twenty one thirty seven, and Rush, which is I think six. You have to compete to qualify for the team. How does that work? I, they just they have qualification stuff to get on the team in the first place. Hmm. So little jealous. <sighs> but no, we're I, I went there and we're absolutely stealing uh, designs from everyone. You just I there, I'm like there's a good tower design. There's a good uh, mini bot design. There's a good deployment design. <laughs> Would you start taking pictures of people next to their robots, and then you kind of just shift the camera over so it just takes a picture of their robot? Oh, I didn't even do that. I was just like, hey, can I get some pictures of that? That's a really nice design. I really like it. I'm a rookie team. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, go for it. (laughs) That is true, because you could have a good design, and A, still need to execute it, and B, still need to drive it. Mm -hmm. How many of the teams had the uh, automated section at the beginning? Uh, only, well, a, a bunch of them had it to some extent, like they'd move, but only a couple of them could do it reliably. Mm. Uh, the killer bees could do two. Could do two? Yeah. 
Their robot was fast enough and accurate enough. They'd start with one loaded. They'd go, hang it up, turn around, pick up the other one, go, hang it up. Oh, how are... How? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) They had it hard-coded where the second tube was. So the robot just knew, go down, hang up, turn around, come back, hang up. That is crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, now I am definitely looking forward to heading up to Grand Valley on Friday. I'll go on Friday because... I don't want to go up on Saturday. Well, Saturday is when the elimination is. Uh, Well, it's Friday then. Friday is just game after game after game after game to see who gets seated for the elimination. So if I go up on Friday, I'll be able to see more. West Grand Valley State? Yes. Okay, I'm looking. Oh, they don't have their agenda up yet. Oh, that stinks. Oh, they do have team list, though. So who's going to be there? Who could Team 27. Team 67. Ooh, you'll have 67. That'll be a team to watch. Team 67 is, uh, <clears throat> their sponsor is the GM Milford Proving Grounds. Oh, so GM's R&D company, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, Wyoming Public Schools. So if you're competing next weekend, we're going to have to do Sunday again? Yeah. Okay, I'll keep that or, in mind. Or an RTR. Yeah, I should probably get some of those lined up. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> so, you know, in case the power goes out or something. Right. <laughs> No, I mean, the, the competition's great. It's really nice to see everyone working together. It's really nice to see the teams that are competing against each other are still willing to cooperate with each other and talk with each other. Hey, man, everybody's together on pit row, mm-hmm. to use, you know, a car racing analogy. Oh, no, 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 it's it's not even a car racing analogy because there are the pits. Oh, that wouldn't make sense. It's it's where everyone does their building and reconstruction and makes sure that everything's working. It's That's the pit. <laughs> Well, I definitely look forward to uh, seeing what's what, and then I can come back with my impression of the competition as a whole. And on March 25th, you can drive out to Ann Arbor and come support me and my team. Mm, That means I'd have to drive out to Ann Arbor. Yep. (laughs) Which would be the weekend before we'd have to drive out again for the uh, half marathon. Mm. We shall see. Yeah, it's just whatever's important to you. Well, it's just the whole fact that, you know, diesel is now almost $4 a gallon. Yeah, well, that's well, fine. If, if, if diesel, the price of diesel is more important than supporting your, your friend. Well, no, no. I'm just saying <laughs> being unemployed, it's... <clears throat> being unemployed, you're selling your Jack skins online for probably 50 bucks each. That's a tank of gas. <sighs> yes, but that could be... For a towards... piece of paper. Oh. I suppose. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm just giving you a hard time. Cause it's really funny. So, do you want to go to topics where we could easily segue into um, robots and autonomousness? Sure. Especially with the car and the diesel and the tank of gas. Yes. Well, not really diesel, but the car. Because uh, the, car. the TED 2011 conference was last week. Mm-hmm. And um, Google spoke at TED. So you're thinking they'd be talking about something search engine related or something. Not usually, but go on. Um, They were talking about their self-driving cars again. And they uh, started giving demos of people Um, in the self-driving cars. So if you you have a minute to watch the the crazy video of the car, um, as I quote, hauling big Prius ass. Yeah, I love how they started out as, oh, it's hauling. Oh, it's hauling ass. Oh, it's hauling big ass. It's hauling big Prius ass. So, yeah, I like, I don't know if I would want to have a self-driving car. 
I would only want a self-driving car if every other car on the road were self-driving. Are you saying that you would not trust me on the road? No. Do you, do you ever trust anyone else on the road, Andy? You have to trust the other people on the road. I'm trusting that the car in front of me is, is not, not going to slam on its brakes. Yeah. I'm trusting yeah. the car to the right of me is not going to cross the, the right. dotted line. But you are constantly aware of it because you don't trust them. You trust that they will try. But if that car starts coming over the lines, you need to be prepared to hit the brakes, hit the accelerator, hit the horn, hit whatever you need to hit. Well, it seems that the, there's a video of the uh, Google car. At the, I need to find there, Ted. Uh, I wonder if that's already online yet or not. Um, but it seems the Google car could actually avoid a deer that dashed in front of it at one point. Cool. So maybe the self-driving car actually... Now would they sell? Well, <laughs> it seems that um, recently... There was a study with 2,000 British and American consumers. Um, our, uh, half of them, well, 49%, so just less than half of the people polled said they'd be comfortable using a driverless car. Very cool. So there is um, <coughs> there's 1,000 people right there. What's funny is most of them are saying that people are interested in devices that can do things automatically, including smartphones and home appliances and cars. <laughs> which I know we have talked previously on the show about the smart refrigerator. So, granted, I would like to be doing the driving. Granted, there are some times where if the car could drive itself, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Say, you know, driving cross-country for hours on end. <laughs> the car Just could do sell the car. Yeah, but, I mean, there are times when, because these cars are guided by GPS as well, yes? Yes. I remember driving back from Seattle. On the first CCST, this is when we weren't driving back as the CCST, uh, and as we were driving over a bridge, the GPS in the car said, turn right now, because there was a road under the bridge, and it thought we were on that road. Well, it's also, I remember uh, the first CCST heading out there, where one of the cars was following its GPS and got on the highway the wrong way, where they started going east instead Oops. of going west. Well, you'll get there eventually. But, uh, well, yeah, well, you'd have to take a ferry and then drive really far and then take another ferry. You would get there, though. It's really funny is everybody wants all the smarter <clears throat> devices that do things automatically, but then 51% of the people express some frustration with at least one or more of their frequently used devices in the last six months. Say that again? 51% of the people mm. polled expressed frustration with at least one of their devices used in the last six mm. months, which uh, device crashing was 40%. Weird. So people are, are, I guess, wanting their machines to have, take more control. But 40%... But they're frustrated at the machines taking control. <laughs> we want the machines to take control, but man, I am hating this stupid thing because it keeps on crashing. <laughs> oh, I, but if you think about it, the infrastructure would make it so much easier, though, with automatic driving. That's where you would need yeah. it. It's, a, it's the infrastructure part of it. Having a semi-truck who does not need to stop. Yeah, I mean, it, it should, in theory, reduce shipping costs to nothing. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, those would be the last things I'd want converted. At least, you know, fully converted. You don't want the... I, uh, I would very much want a human driver in there. But then the human driver would need to sleep at some point, and then we're back to the point of why isn't the guy just driving then? Well, you could have two human drivers in there. Of course, then, I mean, they're, they're getting paid to sit there and do nothing, yeah. quite literally. 
So I don't know. And I thought Ted posted videos of their stuff. They do. Well, where is it on their website? Uh, don't know. Maybe it's on the <clears throat> main. I mean, the TED 2011. Maybe it's just on the main TED. It might just not be up yet. Mm. Well, when it is, I'm going to watch it because I want to see this automatic car miss a deer. <laughs> so I don't think we have anything based off of cars in there. Besides two. Yeah. But there is some more Google yeah. stuff. Oh, go ahead. Well, it seems. Luckily, this did not happen to me, and I don't believe this happened to you because I guess I would hear, hear about it. But, it did not. Um, it seems Gmail started accidentally resetting accounts, which oh, yeah. included people wiping people's inboxes. There, I mean, and I think I know where this came from too, um, because I think it was Google. Oh no! You know what? Never mind. I'm thinking of something completely different. I was thinking of Xbox Live and how they're resetting old uh, taken usernames. Wait, does that mean I could get QS23? If whoever had QS23 doesn't have it anymore. Uh, let's see if somebody has it, xbox.com. I'll have to spend $10. <clears throat> How do you find the user? Is it xbox.com slash user? Or is it... Uh-huh. I used to know these things. I'll just sign in and then we can check it that way. But yeah, it seems that they... I, I don't know what I would do, though, because there's a lot of the stuff in my Gmail account that I just keep around for old correspondence and emails and stuff like that, especially my uh, contact list. Mm-hmm. God, I'd be screwed if my Gmail account just disappeared. I wire everything there. I mean, like, I, I store my uh, the program keys that are mailed to me. When you buy something online, that's where I store them. Yeah. There's a bunch of things where I don't remember the password for this. Let me just type the website into my Gmail account. Oh, there's the email that he sent me with the password reminder. Right. But if that just disappeared, oh. Be screwed. Which everybody's like, oh, you can just back it up to the cloud. It'll be safe there. This was in the cloud. <laughs> You'll need to realize the cloud is actually just a computer. It's, it's scary. <laughs> But now I'm thinking it's like, do I really want to back up? How many? How much space am I using with email-wise now? Right, a couple gigs, maybe. Yeah, two point one seven gigs. It's so right to no, or is it two one seven zero megabytes to? Oh, that's twenty one gigs, right? Ah, uh, wait, say it again. Two point two one seven zero megabytes. Yeah, it's just about two gigs. Yeah. Oh, don't you dare be like, oh, I don't want to spend, I don't want to take two gigs to back up. You, you got more than that in your phone. Yes. But think of the amount of time I would have to spend downloading two gigs. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I recently downloaded a, um, how big was that photo file? Let me just see. A photo file I downloaded. It's a TIFF file of the near side of the moon. That was 550 megabytes in size. And that took me about an hour and a half to download. So it's a big backup. <laughs> I could do it, but it's not easy to do. It would do. not be fast. That said, you downloaded Civ 5. Yes, and that took freaking forever. Yep. How are you doing in that, by the way? I cannot beat it on level 3, which is, what, Warlord? So I'm still playing down on Chieftain. What's the first one? I don't remember what the first one is. I I played it once, beat it, and then I moved myself up again. And I played level two, Chieftain beat it, and then I went up to level three, and I was losing oh. over and over again. On a small map, too, so I haven't even gotten to the normal maps yet. So it's... My, my current um, beef with it is the um, social policies. Mm-hmm. 
for the fact that in the beginning you get what tradition, liberty, and honor. And the only problem is, as soon as you pick liberty, you can't pick autocracy. Mm-hmm. But you can't access autocracy until industrial era. <clears throat> so if you wanted to pick autocracy, you would have to not pick liberty in the very beginning. Yeah, and liberty gives you so well, many. It, once you pick autocracy, you can't pick liberty. I know, but you'd have to wait, and so you could easily burn through all of traditional wait, and all of. But, but honor. they're yeah, they're completely they're mutually exclusive. I know. So if you pick liberty at the beginning, you've got liberty. If you don't pick liberty at the beginning, if you're if you're talking about waiting until you're in industrial era, you don't get to pick liberty anyway. But it's just the you, you would you're, you're forcing yourself to pick then social policies that you don't want because you don't want to pick liberty, and your only options are these other two. Well, but if you if you don't want the other two, you have to pick liberty. I know. So, but if you want liberty in the first place, then you can't pick autocracy anyway. But I'm just saying that it gives you an option, but then doesn't give you an option. Sure, if that makes does. sense. The other two are perfectly viable. Honor is honor. You get the <clears throat> barbarians, and you get what a ten percent bonus, and beyond that, the rest of them are just crap. Did you have you played since the new update or no? No. Oh well, the the game updated on the first, and they changed a bunch of the social policy. They they did a bunch of stuff. Oh well, I will have to go back and look. Go back and look, and then tell me that. Honor is an actual viable choice beyond the first level. Okay. And maybe, maybe, okay, maybe the great general, but yeah, (laughs) tradition, most of tradition is crap now. So it's just like, I want to be able to basically bank the social policies. Can't you? I don't believe so. Every time I close out of the window, it it won't let me end the term. You have to choose it before you can go on. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying is I I want the if you're giving me the option to pick liberty or autocracy, give me an actual option, not going, okay, if you don't want liberty, then you can pick these two other ones that are blase. Well, but is autocracy really super uber powerful? It, it helps if you're going a militaristic route. It helps out well, a bunch. Then you know what? It's the balance. Oh, my second beef, which is a small one, is the fact that you actually can't cancel trades like you used to be able to. Yep, once you set a trade, it starts trading. But the computer-controlled character can cancel them as they see fit. Really? Mm-hmm. Then there's got to be a way for you to cancel it. None that I can find. Most of the people are saying that they can't find them either. I'd load Steam and check, but it would kind of screw with the recording. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Find a friend. Type gamertag. That is not what I was looking for. You're Except still on that, are you? Oh, there is a QS23 who has played NBA 2K9, NBA 2K7, and Astro Pop. <laughs> NBA Street Home Court, College Hoops 2K7. I'm guessing he likes basketball. Those are the games that he has played. One, two, three, four, five. Five basketball games Astro Pop, Hexic HD, and Burnout Revenge. That's it. Doesn't have a location, doesn't have a bio. So the GDC was this week. Yes. And there were some interesting statements, such as Notch coming out and saying that piracy is not that. Well, rather, piracy and theft are not the same thing. Is that the, that's the Minecraft guy, right? Yeah. Okay. And that THQ released 10,000 red balloons in San Francisco. That is a lot of red balloons. I should know. I had blown up about 1,000 red balloons. Yeah, this is 10,000 helium-filled red balloons, not a single one of which is biodegradable, in San Francisco. Oh, can you think of a worse city to pull something like that in? No, no, I cannot. (laughs) Wow. 
But um, speaking of Homefront... Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, uh, according to the VP of Corporate Communication for THQ, the balloons are biodegradable. Even so, dumb move. Uh, oh, and Bungie's doing an online MMO. I guess online MMO is redundant, but they're doing an MMO. The 10,000 helium-filled balloons, which would normally float up, up, and away, instead went slightly up, then over, then back down, and into the San Francisco Bay. Oops. Oh. Yeah, this is the, uh, wait a minute. Is Bungie working with Activision on this? I don't know. I was not paying that much attention to GDC. Activision is publishing Bungie's MMO. Well done. Okay. <laughs> um, but trying to go back to Homefront. Oh, fine. Well, this one, y- you might be interested in this or not. Um, okay. Homefront is coming out on OnLive. Ooh. And uh, they are currently doing a promotion where if you pre-order Homefront and then purchase it when it comes out, you will then um, get a coupon to get the OnLive console for free. That might be worth testing. If for no other reason than we'd have the console to test. I'm trying to get the page to load for some reason. It's not loading for me. Oh, come on. Load. I get emails from on live all the time too. I wonder if I actually have an account. Well, it's it's free to set up an account, and then you can pre-order it, and then you'll get um you, you get a coupon into some beta of something right away, and then you get Metro twenty thirty three. Yes. All right, I'm just gonna find another article that has it on there. Ooh, the site loaded for me. Why is it not loading for me? <coughs> no, I didn't mean free online. I mean free on live. Ah uh, ha ha. All right, so the company, if you pre-order, um, pre-order Homefront between February 25th and March 14th, so... Buy it when it comes out. Yeah, when, when so if you pre-order it this week um, and then get it when it comes out, um, you will get a basically a coupon to get the on-live console for free and have the first access to Metro 2033. So you just have to pre-order Homefront and then buy it. Yes. So technically, you're not really getting it. Well, you are. Now, do you do that through the website or through the program? Um, It should have a link in the article to the pre-order page. It just took me to the general on live page. Oh, well, is there a thing there talking on the left side, talking about Homefront? Yes, a very large thing on the left side talking about Homefront. See, I remember these things, so I could do it from memory. It's just I would love. But then there's no link. What? It just says go buy the pre-order for Homefront. There's nothing where you can click to go get the pre-order for Homefront. I assume you have to do it from within the program. Most likely. Similar to Steam. Well, if you're interested in getting OnLive for free. Well, OnLive itself is free. Well, getting the $100. console for free. Yes. I am indeed. Except it's not free. It's $60. Well, yeah, because you're getting Homefront. Right. Remember we were talking about how a company could possibly compete with Steam? Are you thinking OnLive is it? I think OnLive might have the best shot. What about um, Stardock? Impulse? Yeah. It's there. It'll continue to be there, but no. Its numbers are nothing compared to Steam's. Which is kind of funny if you think about it. Like, that that seemed like a crazy idea when Steam first came out. People are like, what? I have to download this in order to play Counter-Strike? Mm-hmm. Fine, I suppose. Yeah, now I, I, it's hard to imagine gaming on the computer without it. Especially since you can basically hook any game into it. Yeah. So you can use it as a game launcher. Yeah. I'm just... And it's basically Xbox Live on your PC. Yeah. It really is. They actually announced at GDC um, a big screen version, which will allow you to um, basically use... um, If you hook your computer up to your TV, they have a new interface for television-sized displays. Yeah. That would be cool. When's that available? It should be out now. 
The big screen version? Yeah. Because I'm sitting over at Bryce. I mean, they've, yeah, he's got a 45-inch some TV. There is a chirping bird outside. Is it angry at you? No. So it's not an angry bird? Did you ever see bird? the Colbert quote about angry birds? No. People keep telling me how much fun angry birds is, but I've been yelling at my parakeet all week, and he just seems hurt. <laughs> oh... Dragon Age 2, pre-purchase and start preloading now. $60. Oh, but um, there was sorry, another... I'm, I'm dragging us off top again. There was another... Uh, sorry, I have to get back on topic in my head. <laughs> there was another announcement with Steam last week yes. called Steam Guard. <clears throat> so I remember... Steam um, yeah, I remember how Blizzard and PayPal had those little, like, football dongles where you would type in your password and then type in the number code that showed up on the dongle. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a random number generator, and then it would compare it to the thing. So the two-point authentication. Mm-hmm. Well, Steam is doing that with Intel, but it's actually built into the Intel processor. Oh, yeah, I read about this. It basically ties it to the single processor. Yeah, you so can the, still access Steam from anywhere, but any changes that you want to make, you have to make from the authorized computer. Yes. So you can't change your account info, you can't change your payment info. Nope. And um, if somebody does try to log into or modify your account from any other PC other than the authorized one, they will be notified. So you will get a message saying, hey, this is going on somewhere else that is not here. Here, yeah. You can actually... <laughs> rather clever. Um, if you don't have the brand new Intel Core V Pro processor, which I don't, you can actually still use um, Steam Guard okay. if you want to, because um, it will be email-based authentication instead. <laughs> They'll email you anytime you want to change your information? Yes, it will send you an email, and then I guess you just add that to your password for your authentication. Seems a little ridiculous, because um, if somebody has your password, unless you're They smart, probably email. Yeah. In theory, yeah. In theory, you should have a different password for everything, which I'm starting to do now, except for my old passwords. <laughs> Anything new, though, is having a different password. Just I have to go yeah. around and fix all the old stuff. So, Dave, what is this about the Kinetic the Connect SDK? Microsoft is releasing it for really? Windows. Yep. Huh. Microsoft is releasing the Windows SDK for Kinect. And to my knowledge, they aren't charging for it. Ooh. So I think they just finally realized that everybody was doing this stuff anyway. Yeah, and they I think they also finally realized how ridiculously powerful it is. Yeah. And all the good that could be done with it. So in spring of this year, they are releasing the SDK, which, I mean, now you're going to start see, uh, you're going to start to see like indie games developed for Kinect. Yeah. Which would be cool. Yeah. A lot of all the stuff that have done so far, they have to literally pull the raw ones and zeros from the Kinect. Mm -hmm. And so now this stuff will actually give you drivers and libraries and everything. So people don't have to machine code the information out of the Kinect, which will be really nice. So I, mm, this will open up many things, especially if they have some sort of uh, like a customer support for the SDK sort of thing. If that makes any sense, it's making sense in my head. Okay. If not, oh well. It doesn't. Okay. At least I don't think it does. I don't know. <sighs> Excuse me. Dave, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. <clears throat> yes, I know. You should not be yawning. Got like 20 minutes left. Okay, 10 minutes from usage-based billing supporters. Which currently in the U.S. does not exist, but everybody's always talking about, oh, they're going to start charging us usage-based billing. Well, uh, no, it, it does exist. But not in the U.S. In, in the U.S. Who's doing you get You get some amount, and then for every byte you go over, you get charged more. That's usage-based. Okay, yes. 
So there is, like, especially the uh, the lower base data plans for yeah. my phone. I think T-Mobile has one where it's like yeah, you get fifteen dollars a month for every five I think it's this much extra. Yeah. So um, it's really let funny. alone for for your uh, internet with Comcast. Anyways, go on. So you you killed my train of thought. Usage based billing. Um, what they're pointing out is the fact that, oh, God, Dave, what'd you do that to me for? I had a train and then start talking about it and see if I can pick it back up again. Well, I, I mean, this is stuff that ISPs have been doing around the world. This is what the telecoms are doing here in the U.S. to make more money. And they have various arguments which are absolutely invalid. Yeah, like the so, fact that people are comparing it to electricity. Well, electricity... Um, when you use it, it's gone. Yeah. You have to burn more coal, burn more gas... Fissile, you fizz more. It's not fusion. It's fission. But is to fission a verb? I decided to. I fission. I fizzed. I yeah yeah. I, what's, if fission is a verb, what is the past tense? Because uh, to fuse is a verb. I I don't know. Let's see. Fission definition. I fizzed uranium and got plutonium. <laughs> Anyways, you have to you you have to burn coal. You have to burn gas. You burn oil. You burn. Uh, you don't burn. You you create a nuclear reaction. <laughs> um, and they they say, oh wow, brain farts are just killing me here. Come on, Andy. Come on. I gotta I gotta get the the, the engine going again. Choo choo. Um, the pipes are always there and always on. It doesn't matter right. how much, if there's nothing in there, and if they're up to capacity, it's going to cost the same amount, whether the pipes are there or not. What's also surprising is the fact that the price for um, broadband internet has doubled in the past six years, which I don't think anything other than cable television has gone up that much. And they're always talking about the congestion and everything else like that, yada, yada, yada. These are... Um, Kind of interesting to read. And that kind of leads into the other topic that I was thinking about was mobile data usage. Also done from a um, Canadian survey. Oh, sorry, no. The Cisco report on mobile data usage. So this is Cisco, big Cisco report. Huge name company. Yeah, okay, go on. Mobile traffic exceeds 50% for the first time in 2011 for total uh, video traffic is... uh, It's all being streamed to phones. Yeah. The top 1% of mobile data subscribers generate over 20% of the data, which is actually down from a year ago. Okay. And the average usage has increased. I love how the average amount of traffic per smartphone in 2010 was 79 megabytes per month. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here we go. The the average smartphone will generate 1.3 gigabytes of traffic per month in 2015. That's about what I do per month. So, um, Wait, do we average, Andy? Well, average for the future. So what they're trying to point out oh, here is... Where we are now is where everyone else is going to be in for like two years. So instead of penalizing early adopters by the people who cut back on the high traffic users, they need to look at the high traffic users as what everybody else is going to be in the future and build up to them. Mm-hmm. They Which, won't. Yeah, because as we can see from the telcos <clears throat> and everything... If it's working, don't mess with it, mm-hmm. which is sad and gets us into problems. Yep. So AT&T is actually looking forward a little bit. To How so? S- to send text ads to your phone based on your location. Location-based advertising, huh? Sent via... Not like we've never heard of that before. Yes, but sent by text messages. Yeah. So As long as they don't charge you for it, given that they're the ones sending it. 
But if they do charge you, that seems ridiculous. I am not paying. Well, no, I, I think they're not allowed to charge you. I know for like T-Mobile doesn't charge you for the messages they send when you pay your bill. They can't. No, you're right. It, it would if they were if they did charge they'd get sued. Yeah, because I I would not be happy getting text messages sent to my phone about advertising that I don't care about. Right. I love how currently they are only able to locate the subscribers within a mile or so. So I think you're near Kmart. Look at these ads for Kmart. Hey, look at the yeah. Well, within a mile, that's not bad. But it would really suck to live less than a mile away from something though. And just like <laughs> every day when you get home, you get a text message. Go have a nice McDonald's cheeseburger. No. I think you're going to the movies. No, I'm not. I'm going home, damn it. Or if you're driving by a mall. Oh, God. Yep. I see you're near the mall. Do all this. No, I'm not going. Text messages. Oh. Well, currently they're saying the subscribers will get a maximum of four messages per week. So Yeah, it's just still a bad idea. Yeah. So, did you watch the Academy Awards last week? I did not. I actually, uh, we did a movie marathon instead. But okay. um, I had correctly picked, out of the 24 Academy Awards, I think I picked 16 correctly, if I remember correctly. Great for you. Yeah. I was just really hoping that Toy Story 3 would win. Well, it won for Best Animated Feature, which it was I going know. to do, but there was no way it was going to win Best Picture. I didn't know it was even up for Best Picture. Yeah, it was up for Best Picture because they do oh, God, 10 no. now for Best Picture. Yeah, Best Animated Feature, I, I'm again, I could see it winning. I just didn't want it to. I oh, much yeah. preferred uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, but... The Academy likes to um, really honor the final movie of a series, hence why Return of the King. Oh, won. right, because Toy Story 3 is going to be the final movie. It seems pretty set. Really? Yeah. Care to place a wager? Sure. I... Wait, let me just Google Toy Story 4 <laughs> first. <laughs> Toy Story 4. Tim Allen signed on for Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 not happening. And plans for Toy Story 4 are dead. Oh. It, let me point out two things. All right. First off, don't take this bet because you can never win it. Because it's the bet that's not going to end. Right. Second off, there were plans for a Toy Story 4. Hmm. I don't care if they're dead in the water or not. There were plans for a Toy Story 4. Do you really want to take this bet? No. Good choice. <laughs> But um, I do have to say, I was kind of following Twitter at the time, mm -hmm. and man, it, it was like a mystery science theater almost, whereas you'd just be watching something on TV and you just look over and watch, read the Twitter feed about what's going on. <laughs> live action MST3K? Yeah. Cause, I guess it was live action, but anyways. Um, everybody hated <laughs> what was going on. They're like, oh my god, this thing is so horrible, and if it's bad... People are just going to yep, start cracking the, jokes. That's the point of watching the Oscars, is it's bad every year. No, oh, believe me. It's just now we have a means to communicate and share how bad it is. Yeah. Um, Think about how much money they spend on the awards. Oh, oh ridiculous. Well, it's really funny, though. Okay, so the Super Bowl happened recently. Mm -hmm. The amount of Twitters during that tweets. Tweets. During that section were 38.5 million. The number of tweets during the five-hour span of the Oscars, 36.4 million tweets. So the Oscars beat out the Super Bowl? No, 38 oh, to 36. 38 to 36, okay. But it was close. You think yeah. the amount of people who are watching the Super Bowl and tweeting. So yeah. it was really funny when um, ABC actually put the Oscar hashtag up. What like, happened? There, there was a huge spike in traffic. They can like Twitter actually points out on their blog exactly when this happened. It's like, oh yeah, they put the Oscar hashtag up, 
And there's a huge, oh, yeah. like on the screen, they put yeah. Oscar hashtag. Oh, well, duh. Oh, I want to get on the bandwagon. But it seems now that uh, people are always talking about the second screen stuff, especially with, like with ABC setting up applications for the iPad. Yep. It seems that Twitter is also a nice second screen to have, especially if you want to make fun of a horrible situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the second screen, the Oscars is like the perfect spot to have something like Google TV or the second screen because I had my laptop out. I was sitting on IMDb. Whenever there was someone who came, I'm like, who the hell is that? Type, 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 type. Oh, okay. <sighs> it was kind of funny uh, watching Ebert's um, review because he was, it's just, it's funny watching the movie critics look at the Oscars and going, oh my God. <laughs> They're wrong. I'm right. The Academy is wrong. <laughs> no, it's most of the time that, that the Oscars are so predictable now. It's ridiculous. It's um, the, uh, Do you remember 538? Yeah. The website 538. Well, he, now he's part of the New York Times. Right. And he jumped over onto the New York Times blog about the award season called, I think it's like Carpetbagger, which I find that connotation horrible, but it makes sense. Um, he actually pointed out like how to predict... Who's going to win the Oscars? He started going through, oh, it's like these awards for this award. Look at these awards for this award and this, this, mm-hmm. this, this. And that's how I got 16 out of 24. And some of those I didn't even know about. I was like, oh, everybody thinks this one is going to win for this. Okay. Yep. If it's makeup, look for the over-the-top makeup versus just the subtle makeup. If it's sound design, look at this. And special effects, look at this. And so can't believe I got the top five right. It's ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. Well, so, so were some of the awards. Yeah. So speaking of film and cameras, Uh-oh. there is a Where camera coming out oh, um, by Panasonic. It prettifies people? Yeah. Luminex I FX. I like that makeup is in quote and prettifies isn't. <laughs> the the um, camera, in the, this is in the camera, right? None of this going into Photoshop or anything else like that. In the camera, you can have a function that will whiten your teeth, increase the translucency of your skin, remove dark eye circles, make your face look smaller, and even magnify the size of your eyes. Mm-hmm. For a final touch, it applies rouge, lipstick, and even eyeshadow, which on a guy might look a little weird. Yeah, I was just about to say, that would be kind of interesting <laughs> to take a picture of you. <laughs> I... Oh... Does it do red eye? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but oh, well. yeah. So iPad. So it seems that you can't um, see, predict, or everything on the internet is not truthful anymore, even if it was. <laughs> I, I Say that again, Andy. Everything on the internet is not truthful anymore. Yes. I know it never was. Yada, yada, yada. The iPad 2 came out. That was truthful iPad 2 did come out, as everyone was expecting. It's a little bit thinner, same size left and right. Same and, memory. Yep, same price. But now new there's processor. a yeah, new dual-core processor. Mm-hmm. It's got a uh, front camera and a rear camera now. Because no one saw that coming. Yeah, rear camera can do 720p. Yeah, you know, when they first announced the iPad a year ago, I was sitting there like, wait, there's no camera. And people are like, oh, the iPad, it's so amazing. I'm like, yeah, but there's no camera. They're like, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's more than just an iPhone. No, it's less than an iPhone. There's no camera. But now it's closer to the giant iPhone. Yeah. It's got, I don't know how that well that would work, though. Holding up something that's basically the size of well, a small 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper. It holding that up to record. It'll work fine. In fact, it'll probably work better than fine. You could build a, a stand for it easier. All you need is just a clip. Yep. Hold it on there. Nothing to screw in or anything else like that. More contact points. So yeah, it, it, it would work fine. 
It's an interesting thing when he was talking about during his announcement was the quote unquote post PC era. I don't know if we're we're certainly approaching a post PC era. But I don't think we're there yet. It's I'm running everything off of my laptop. There's now phones that have a laptop component, which well, is just a what bigger you, screen and a keyboard. What are you defining as a PC? This giant desktop that's sitting next to me. Then yes, we are already in a post-PC era. Yeah, because I've slimmed down to a desktop. People have slimmed I've, down to phones now, it seems. Yeah, well, I, that's the point. Is if if post-PC, I mean, if PC is a personal computer, this phone in my hand is a, that I've picked up purely to say this phone in my hand, is a personal computer. Which... There's still a computer in there. Yeah, it can do most of the things you want it to do. Oh, the, uh, the iPad 2 also has an HDMI out, which can mirror the display. Which I guess the previous one could not do. So there you go. Even then, you could just hook your iPad up to a bigger screen, use it as a keyboard, turn it into a computer, especially with the movie and photo editing that you can do on it. What a world we're living in. A world where episode one's going to be released in 3D. Oh, God. No, including Star Wars. I have an odd feeling that this is going to bomb. I don't know. Because would any Star Wars fan want to go watch episode one again? Yes, plenty. In 3D. Oh. And they're going to pay more because of 3D. Yada, yada, yada. Great. Um, Microsoft is trying to get everybody to stop using IE6. They actually started a web page to, um, to get everybody to stop using it. They're the Internet Explorer 6 countdown, moving the world off of Internet Explorer 6. The U.S., it's currently at 2.9% of the share. The big problem is actually um, China. Mm. China is at a 34.5% usage still. South Korea is at 24%. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Half, basically, a half of all of the IE6 that's still in use is in China, which means most likely it's not going to go away anytime soon. No. <sighs> oh, it's just millions and millions of you know zombies. That's fine. Um, it seems there was a recent test done on IPv6 routers and cable modems. It seems um, they're not working out so well. As in, they're they're dropping signals. They're yeah, not they're, routing correctly. They're yeah, they're they're having issues. Uh oh. They're not they're not really allowed to say exactly what's going on, but um, okay. they're just saying they're they're full of bugs at the moment. Ah, so that needs to get fixed. Yeah, especially since IPv4 is now dead. Yeah, well, it's been. F- Fully it's allocated. It's, so. it, it's basically filled. Yeah. Okay. Mozilla is talking about releasing. I don't see how. Uh, I think this is not accurate at all, even though I know it's directly from Mozilla. Uh, Firefox 4, 5, 6, and 7 this year. <laughs> uh, four versions of Firefox. And we're already in March. And they still have not yep. released four. Okay, so they released four this month in March. Which means they'll have to release five in June, six in September, and seven in December to make it work. I oh jeez, I don't know if I like that. Four complete version upgrades. So this is not only the I would have to uninstall my previous version and install this one every three months. Well, but if you go look at the roadmap, six and seven are just thoughts. They like they don't even have anything really down for them. <laughs> yes, Firefox seven question marks. And in fact, I don't even see. There's product priorities for 2011, but there's nothing that says 6 and 7 are supposed to be this year anymore. 
I think what you what happened is someone started because it's a wiki page. Ah. So someone had started editing and then never finished or was halfway through, and it looked like there were four versions in 2011. But no, there, this is no. I would not expect this. It doesn't they, make any sense to expect this. They are saying, though, that f- this f- was quoted, and it's still in there, in the roadmap, that they want to release these things faster than they have been, though. Well, duh. Firefox has been out for, what, like seven years? Yeah. And we're coming up to version four? Oh, Dave, if you read the too-long-didn't-read section, number one, ship Firefox 4567 in 2011. Yeah. Oh, 2011 uh, calendar year. No, you're right, so happen. that would be December calendar year rather than financial not year. Not going to happen. Um, Asus is actually... Yeah, well, look at the second one, Andy. Respond to user action within 50 milliseconds. That's quick. Yeah. I don't know what the current response rate for the browser is. I don't. I have no idea. Um, if you want to uh, get a computer and don't want to buy a case right away, Asus, Asus. Yeah, Asus is now shipping their motherboards in a box which can be used as a computer case for at least a year. That is both cool and ridiculous at the same time. Yeah, I think it's pretty badass. It's, oh, yeah, you, you want to use the motherboard? Okay, sure, no problem. Here, here's the spots for to put your hard drive and CD-ROM drive and pop these out for your vents. And today you have a computer case. Yep. I am so... I just want to buy a motherboard from Asus and just bring just that to, to get, PAX. Well, you, you kind of need things like a hard drive, a, you know, a processor, fans. Okay, so you order the motherboard from Asus, everything else off of Newegg, get it all shipped to the hotel in Seattle. And then return it when you're done? Yes. I don't think Newegg would be too happy with that. <laughs> Buy a computer on Newegg and then return it. Didn't the Newegg have a booth at PAX? Yeah. Try and return it at their booth. Hey, I bought all this I, stuff off of Newegg. I really don't think they'd take it. Oh. This is it's kind of funny. That's not actually the first cardboard box PC case I have seen. <laughs> But it's the first one being sold by the company. Yes, the first one that is actually being sold by the company. Okay, what else we got? Um, some streaming TV websites have been seized. Okay. Well, not really the actual streaming websites, just basically the um, search engine the version domain. of them. Okay, so the, it, the, the it's, site itself is still there. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when they seized or taking down like ISO Hunt, that sort of stuff. Torrent think, Finder. Yeah, Torrent Finder for illegal streams of t- television. Yep, okay. So it seems that they're deciding not to go after the people who are actually causing problems, just the people just who the are pointing you in the right direction. Yep, probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Not necessarily legal or ethical, but the best way. If you can't... People can't find the problems. How can they can't use it? Yeah. And um, there was a recent launch of a Taurus rocket, second one in a row that has failed to reach orbit. That's not good. So now their cost for these two failed flights, just for the rockets themselves, uh, well, for, to the two satellites that have been failed so far. There's actually three other ones on this new one. They were all uh, amateur radio satellites. Um, but the cost is seven hundred and twenty three million dollars so far for the rocket that has failed twice in a row for the same malfunction too. Oh God. How wait, the same malfunction? Yep, the nose cone. How did they does, not correct it the first time? I don't know, but it's the same both of them had had the nose cone failure to uh release. So it was too heavy and so it didn't have enough force to um uh, get into orbit. That's bad. Yeah. Ooh, go NASA. 
Yeah. All right. So I think that's it. Okay. Oh, there's malware coming out on Android apps. Android. So yeah, be there careful was like twenty one. There was twenty one apps that were removed from the market because they would actually root your phone yeah. without actually being intended to root your phone. And they they were, but they didn't publicize it. They took over your phone. Yeah. And those were the ones that were actually in the market store. Some of the other ones and these um, non-official markets. Mm. You got to be careful because. It, they took the actual product, didn't mess with its application, just installed the Trojan horse into it, and then re-uploaded it to the unsanctioned third-party app store. Yep. So it would still act like the actual application. It would just rack up your text charging. Yeah. And then block incoming text. So so you couldn't find out that you were spamming people. Well, oh, no, it monitors inbound SMS text and blocks the alerts that you've already exceeded your quota. So you won't even be able to tell there's anything going on. Oh, wow. I think you'd be able to argue with your with your ISP about that, though. I mean, like, look at how quickly these were all sent, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they're not going to want to get stuck with that bill. What bill? It doesn't cost them any money. I've, I've wondered how that they're holding the cost. SMS of- goes over the cellular network. It consumes less data than a five-second conversation. It does. But I'm just saying that the cost of getting charged from the premium text sites. Like, if you send a text message to the Red Cross to donate $10, is that pers- that the phone company paying them right have- away and then no, they're getting it- the money from you? I I couldn't tell you. That's what I'm thinking it is. But this isn't even that. This isn't like stealing from people to donate a charity. This is just fucking with people. No, no, they're still sending text messages to places that will charge her. They're they're the like dialing a 900 number sort of stuff. Nah. Well, I think you could still argue with your ISP or your telco. Mm. All right, our games. Yes. Dave had Metroid. We're in the M's already. Dang. Well, how far are we on the list? I didn't didn't actually look at the list. (laughs) Metroid was fantastic. It was a huge world for the time. You were able to go around and go back, and you had to backtrack, and it was great. Super Metroid was even better. This is actually number 25. Okay. So we're not halfway yet. Almost. Next week, we'll be halfway. I mean, it it was a great game. I I remember getting Nintendo Power. Well, my brother's got Nintendo Power a long time ago. And I remember looking in one of the Nintendo Power magazines that actually had the map of the Metroid game, and that was freaking huge. Yeah, it, it is enormous. I'm simply going, like, if I'm going through that, I would be so confused about where I am. Well, this was back in the day when you had to draw your own map. <laughs> Super Metroid provided a map in-game. And oh. there's, there's always been a map in-game. But, yeah, Metroid 2 was really, uh, Metroid 2 was really bad at that because there were a bunch of rooms that were copy-pasted. <laughs> You're like, wait, have I been in here before? Did I do this already? Crap. <laughs> Literally going around in circles. Well, no, so there was one room. It was a hallway, a vertical hallway. So you drop down. There's a door to the left and a door to the right. The door to the right is a room. The door to the left is another vertical hallway that you drop down. And at the bottom, there's a door to the left and a door to the right. Oh, God. And it keeps going for like three or four levels down. That is ridiculous. So when you're finally at the bottom, you're like, did I get all of them? So I have to go. You go back up. You're like, okay, maybe this was the top. Nope. And then maybe one of them will have like a little side passage on it. Now, when did you know that Samus was a girl? I learned it in elementary school. Before you even played the game? Before I played the game. <laughs> it's like the sixth sense all over again. Yeah. <laughs> the kid, spoiler, the kid is dead. 
the kid oh, is dead. Or the guy is dead. I don't know. Whatever. Have you not seen the movie? I have seen it. I've seen most of it. Mm-hmm. I just wish the kid was dead. That's all. <laughs> I see dead. Him and an AI, too. It's oh, I don't know. remember that kid's name, but I don't really like him. Yeah. All right. So what, what game did you have, Andy? Monkey Island. The Monkey Island series. I have Tales of Monkey Island, Return to Monkey Island. No, no, Secret of Monkey Island. Secret of Monkey Island. My bad. Then Return to Monkey Island. Or is it no, Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge? And then... Never played them. Oh, okay, I gotta remember. The, it's, it's Secret, LeChuck's Revenge. It's either Escape and then Curse, or Curse, then Escape. Never played them. Oh, this is the classic um, LucasArts... Um, scum. Yeah, adventure game. Literally Scum, S-C-U-M-M. Yep. Um, and then the Tales of Monkey Island are the ones that were put out by uh, Telltale Games. I have not played any of those yet. We were invited to demo them. I know. I never... Um, never downloaded them. And I, I never got to them. But uh, it, it was so... F- the, the, it was it was exciting and then also completely silly at the same time. Yep. Like there's one point where you get stuck underwater t- tied to this stone statue and everything around you, there's like knives everywhere to try and like cut the rope, but you can't reach it because you're tied to the statue. Okay. And then you're underneath a dock and these two guys come up above the dock and they start talking about how they want to throw out his knife. The other guy is trying to convince him not to throw out the knife and they're standing right above you. And you're just sitting there the entire time going, oh, that'd be great if you dropped down the knife, but no. Then there's all the... Uh, the um, the catchphrases of like look behind you a three headed monkey and then at one point there actually was a three headed monkey behind you oh god never played it oh so much fun you can get it on Xbox Live now the first two oh cool and the second one actually has a um, basically a director's commentary with it and it will put the the silhouettes of the people MS um, MST three K style in front of the game nice so yeah oh hours of trying to figure out those puzzles like the the rubber you, chicken with a pulley oh my god you really like the puzzle games i mean you I really do. like the puzzle games <laughs> if you dave if you look at the future list there's lots of puzzle games on there yep oh okay puzzle games and now the, the random, random top oh the random topic oh aaron rolled ahead of time if you were richard nixon how would you have covered your tracks from the Watergate break-in? Now, if I were Richard Nixon, clearly I would have done exactly what Richard Nixon did. If I had been in Richard Nixon's position, I wouldn't have done it in the first place. I, looking at, like, reading what how these people were actually connected to mm-hmm. Richard Nixon, it was ridiculous. Literally, you're going to pay these guys from the fund used for a re-election campaign. Really? You're not going to try and put it through just somebody else? Yeah. But it, you're going to get you're paid directly the from money. that. Yeah. you got to hide the money. Public funds that you are required to disclose. Ugh. You're going to hire people who you have already previously hired. One of them, I think, was a GOP security aide. Really? You're going to... Oh. Yep. You're going to be an idiot. <laughs> so trying to cover it up, looking at what you did beforehand, if I like, if I had not, you would have to set it up completely different in order to get away with it. Trying to cover it up, it it's impossible to cover it up with how they did it in the first place. Yep. Oh. As I said, I, I just wouldn't have done it. I would have done something else. I don't know what, but I would have done something else. I, what were they even looking for? That was my thing. I don't what, even remember. It's like they broke into the hotel. Yes, I get that. And that led to the tapes. And that's what led to his, uh, well, his resignation. Resignation before they could impeach him. Yeah. 
But what were they looking for in the... I don't know. This was too recent history. We didn't learn this. <laughs> we didn't actually learn this, did we? No, we never got that far. We got just barely past World War II. I remember we got up to the the Vietnam War in our U.S. history class. But yeah, I don't remember anything about the Watergate scandal. But they... Yep, don't know. Uh, don't know, don't know, don't know. Don't know, most likely don't care. Not really. No. Alright, Dave, we'll have fun with your robots. Oh, thank you. I look forward to it. Sorry you can't come out all the way to Waterford to come watch us in our first game. It's a far drive. I know. Don't worry about it. Although I might still make you come out to Ann Arbor. (laughs) Okay. Alright. Take care, Andy. Yep. See ya.